0: welcome to Ink and Impact, the podcast for Christian writers who want to impact their readers. I'm your host, Daleen Bickel, and each week I'll help you keep a pulse on the publishing industry, showcase Christian authors and their books, and share ways you can improve your craft and magnify your message. Whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer, traditionally or indie published, established, or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Welcome back to Ink and Impact. Today we are talking about the importance of writers focusing on the right thing, as in R-I-G-H-T, the right thing. Whether you're a first-time aspiring author or a widely recognized writer, there are a seemingly gazillion things to do when writing, publishing, and marketing your book. So how do you know what to focus on first? Well, It all depends. I know, that's just a vague answer, isn't it? It's Unfortunately, there isn't a cut-and-dry, one-method-meets-all out there. So, it's an honest answer, but it doesn't really clarify much. And it probably leaves you with even more questions. So let's go through a couple of examples to help you get a better idea for what I am talking about. So if you're just starting to write, let's say you're writing a gardening book for children that you want to make available by spring planting time, you'll need to focus on three main things. Creating a writing schedule that will enable you to meet your deadline, that'll be first. Writing an age-appropriate language, that's important. And developing a marketing plan targeted toward specific places that parents and grandparents will be looking to buy such a book. All right, so let's give another example. Let's say you've just finished your first draft of um, a devotional for women entrepreneurs. You'll want to focus on gathering beta readers who are Christian women entrepreneurs to provide honest feedback. Uh, At that point, you'll also want to begin locating and hiring an editor if you're going to be self-publishing or creating a proposal to pitch to an agent if you're traditionally publishing. And then the third part you're going to want to focus on at this stage is planning your book launch, right? Then maybe you are a different writer and you're not in either of those phases. Um, Maybe you've just sent your completed historical fiction manuscript off to the publisher or you've uploaded it to the print-on-demand service, whether it's KDP or... Lulu or Ingram Spark, whatever POD publisher you're using, right? Let's say you just uploaded it. So, what are you going to do at that point? Well, you better be prepping your book launch team for launch day, right? Um, you're going to be starting to pitch media outlets, including podcasts and bloggers, and historical organizations pertaining to your book's era or topic. And you're finalizing your website copy, your Amazon book page copy, your author profile on Amazon and on your website, Um, whatever marketing collateral you're going to need, this is the time to really ramp up your efforts. Hopefully all along at every stage, you probably noticed that I included a marketing aspect. Um, Marketing doesn't just come at the very end of the writing process. It's something that you need to start thinking of and doing small actionable steps along the way. But hopefully those examples give you a better feel for, you know, what you will need to do at different stages. You know, the author journey is a continuous cycle of writing, revising, and marketing. So you just need to shift and focus um, as your tasks change. And while many book coaches would end the advice there um, with the prioritization of to-dos based on where you're at in the process, I want to go a bit deeper. Since we're Christian writers, we also need to focus on God in our work. Recently, I was reading through the book of First Chronicles in the Old Testament, and toward the end of that book, a couple of verses stood out to me, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. 1 Chronicles 28, verse 9 says, Know God, serve him with a loyal heart and a willing mind, seek him. It goes on in 1 Chronicles, the next chapter, 29, in verse 9, that the people rejoiced when they offered their valuable items to God willingly and with a loyal heart. Now, to put these verses in context, uh, King David was instructing his son Solomon to know, serve, and seek God throughout his life. And David set the example of dedicating his own special treasure of gold and silver for the building of God's temple, which prompted the Israelites as a whole, as a nation, to offer their own valuable items to God. As Christian writers, we aren't building a literal temple to the Lord, but King David's words still apply to us today, I believe. We know God, and we desire to serve Him. That's why we're writing the message of our story. That's why we're writing our book. But are we diligently seeking Him in our work? Are we writing our books willingly out of a loyal heart day in and day out, hour by hour? Are we rejoicing as we offer our valuable time, energy, and resources to create our books, even when challenges arise? Or are we doing the hard things begrudgingly out of necessity? Complaining when things go wrong, wishing we'd never started worried we won't do it well enough, angry that it's taking longer than expected, frustrated that we haven't heard back from any of the people we've pitched. Need I go on? I'll be the first to admit that when I'm not careful, my loyalty quickly shifts from Christ to myself and my circumstances. Perhaps you two originally set out to on your author journey to um heed God's calling, and you're excited to share your story. Yet you quickly found that your willing mind had been replaced with a disgruntled attitude, causing you to bemoan the time and effort required to write a book. One of my favorite, all-time favorite devotionals, My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers, addresses this issue. To paraphrase, Oswald says that we frequently allow our moods and undisciplined natures to dictate our actions. Ouch. Sometimes the truth hurts. How true that is for the writing life, at least it is in mine. Oswald exhorts us to, and I quote, never submit to moods for a second. We have to take ourselves by the scruff of the neck and shake ourselves, and we will find that we can do what we said we could not. The curse with most of us is that we won't, end quote. And that emphasis at the end was his. Recently, I read the book The Hiding Place by Corrie Ten Boom, which highlights the amazing things we can accomplish with God when we control our moods and allow him to work through us. If you're not familiar with this book, it's a memoir of Corrie's Dutch Christian family's experiences helping the Jews during World War II. The narrative is so well-written that it's as gripping as any fictional novel. So you know, I give kudos to the co-authors Elizabeth and John Sherrill, who spent... A significant amount of time with Corey in order to shape her story into such a quality, compelling read. But the main character, Corey, loves God, desires to do his will, and she willingly helps others. There repeatedly she, she helps others. Yet she often allows her own thoughts and actions to take center stage in her life. Conversely, Corey's sister Betsy epitomizes a life lived for God with a loyal heart and a willing mind. She remained in God's word daily. Was quick to pray about all the things, sought ways to help the less fortunate, loved and encouraged everyone, forgave her oppressors, and looked for the good in every situation. What a role model. Yet she wasn't perfect. No one is perfect. Her faith wasn't something that maintained itself and came naturally. She had to consciously choose to do all those things. Are we willing to do the same, especially when it comes to writing our books? Will we read God's Word regularly and pray over every aspect of our author journey? Will we seek ways to assist struggling writers, whether it's helping to fund a conference scholarship or simply encouraging a fellow writer, you know, DMing them on Instagram or sending them a text message if we know them well, sending them an email? How can we encourage each other? Will we generally cheer on and support writers who are achieving success with their books, even while we're stuck in a rut? Will we forgive those who have offended us, whether it's a family member who belittles our writing, a reader who leaves a critical review, um, or a desperate aspiring author who plagiarizes our work? Thankfully that doesn't happen often, but sometimes it does. Will we actively seek to see the good in challenging situations, such as when independent contractors don't uphold their end of the agreement, or your books don't arrive in time for the launch party because of weather delays? And I can speak from experience on that one. This actually happened to me with one of my clients. So how we react to things doesn't always um, show a loyal heart, right? Right. And I don't think any of those things are things that we would do just naturally, right? But the good news is, is that the Spirit is at work in us, enabling us to see when our focus has shifted to ourselves. At those moments of clarity, we can choose to restore our attention on God and receive His grace to complete the tasks at hand. According to research conducted by wordsrated.com, and their article titled Best-Selling Books Have Never Been Shorter, they found that the average length of the New York Times bestsellers de- decreased by 51.5 pages between 2011 and 2021. So in a 10-year span, books decreased in page length by fifty-one and half pages. And since 2016, short books, which they determined be under 400 pages, have been on the list almost two weeks longer, at 1.9 weeks, than long books, of with page counts over 400. And people read longer books during winter, they found, in the months of October through March. So this led me to wonder, as an author, which type do you write? Have you ever considered whether your readers prefer longer or shorter books? Send me an email to info at inkandimpact.com by June 30th, 2022, And I'll share your responses on a future episode. Next week, I'm excited to share my interview with Melanie Redd, author of the new book, Just Rest, a 90-day devotional journal. As we discussed on this episode, um, there are seemingly a million things we need to do to complete our book. But Melanie will share why it's so important to take time to rest and offer a couple of tips on how authors can rest. So if you want to avoid feeling stressed and frazzled, don't miss this conversation. So be sure to go to inkandimpact.com where you can subscribe to be notified when the next episode airs, view full show notes with links, and listen to past episodes. If you're already a subscriber, thank you! Please do me a favor and share this episode with a fellow writer. That's it for today, fellow pen pusher. Remember, don't just write a book. Make an impact.